Yawa Radio. Be happy. Be inspired. A warm welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Yawa Radio. So you're listening to Yawa Radio. It's glass are full. And, you know, it's always a pleasure to be joined by Rob from RCA Fitness. Rob, how are you today? Good, thank you, Steve. Very well. How are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I've just been out. and well, It's supposed to be really hot, but it's not really hot. It's nice and warm today, but it's not 23 degrees and shorts weather where I am anyway. Humid, isn't it? Humid. <laughs> humid, humid. Now, Rob, we have talked about RCA Fitness, the method. We've done mindset. We've done nutrition. We've done exercise. Okay. Now, here's one close to my heart. <laughs> it's not because I enjoy sleeping. It's just that I could sleep better. Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and recovery, Rob, because this is a big thing, you know. I mean, going back, going back before we kick off, going back a long time when I used to, was a young boy, and I was playing football for, for a team, you know. We never used to talk a lot about recovery, you know. It used to be just get on with it. and Work harder. <laughs> yeah, work harder. You know, and, and very quickly, we, we used to do a thing when, we, when we'd be out um, and we did some running and we used to go into these woods opposite Bellevue Stadium. And they used to have us running up a railway bridge up the steps. And you had to get up the steps in so many seconds. And if you didn't do it, you had to do it again and again. I'm glad I wasn't part of that team. I'm well, not very quick. <laughs> you know, Robert, because by the, you know, if you didn't do it first time and you didn't do it second time, it got worse. You could be there all day, you know what I mean? Until the end, they went, I'll oh, just get on with it. But um, anyway, we digress. So um, sleep, Rob. Sleep, yeah. So obviously one of our um, one of our key pillars, uh, you know, it's it's there for your recovery. Uh, so we can link the two. I think what a lot of people miss out on is not just quality of sleep. And we'll go into some interesting facts uh, today from the New York Obesity Research Center as well. But also the fact that you know when we sleep, that's when we build muscle tissue. You know, when we recover, when we rest that's when we build muscle tissue. So all these people that want to improve their toning, you know, that want to improve the, just their physique, the way that it looks, they want to get stronger. They don't realize that by training every single day, they're actually doing the opposite. They're actually eating away at their muscle tissue. They're not giving it a chance to recover, repair, rebuild because they're not optimizing this. But like we, like we go into, the reason why I left it as the fourth one to cover is because for me, it links them all together. 
it links our four key pillars together. Okay. Now, the when someone doesn't sleep well, think about the way it affects their mindset, the way they are more irrational, their decision making is poorer. Um, you know, they, they want quick and easy options, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, so think about that mindset then, <clears throat> then affecting their nutrition, right? The choices that they make, the foods that they eat, etc. It starts to really knock that. And then the poorer quality nutrition, what does that do? Affects the mindset even more. And then if we look at this now, we've got poor mindset, we've got poor nutrition and fuel coming in, we've got shocking recovery. We are not going to perform very well when it comes to exercise, you know, or even want to do it for that matter. We just want to, you know, lie down on the sofa and, and chill out. So that's kind of like the nice little link, uh, you know, tying them all in. I know when we, for example, deliver our group program, when we come to it last, it does people kind of go, the penny's just dropped. Like, oh, like I can learn all of this stuff, but actually if I don't sleep right, they're all going to fall apart. Every pill is going to fall down. Okay. And, and if when you say sleep right, Rob, can, I mean, does that mean like waking up in the night and all that kind of thing, tossing and turning? And, and that, I mean, how long is, does it vary for an interview? What is a good sleep, Rob? What, yeah. So I, I always, I speak to clients all the time on this. Now you've got a sleep cycle, okay? You've got four different stages in it. You've obviously got stage one, which is like your light transitional, stage mm-hmm. two, which is like your more stable sleep, stage three, which is your deep sleep. They're all called non-REM sleep. So non-rapid, non uh, rapid eye movements, uh, sleep cycles like that. And then you've got obviously your revitalizer memory sleep, which is where you're dreaming, you know, and, that, and you've got rapid eye movement going on. So all these different stages last a different length of time. But if we just cover this uh, as a whole, roughly a sleep cycle is between 90 to 120 minutes, okay. which is where you get the recommendations from, from the doctors and health professionals saying, look, like seven to eight hours is ideal. Okay. Now I say to people on that, look, take as long as you need. Obviously, the majority of people, we tend to find sleep between seven to eight hours, you know, and that works a treat for them. I know my threshold, like when I have a couple of days not sleeping eight hours, you know, it really starts to knock me and affect me. I do it every now and again, but nine times out of 10, I sleep in that little pattern there of eight hours per night. I've also worked with some clients that, you know, six hours a night, they function perfectly fine on, you know, and I've listened to a lot of successful entrepreneurs, you know, or like, you know, really successful entrepreneurs who have said the same thing. They sleep six hours and they're great with it. Um, so seven to eight hours is, I think, the generic bandwidth. Okay. But there are obviously always people outside of the genetic bandwidth of recommendation. And as long as it's working for them, happy days. If I come across, let's say yourself and you're like, Rob, I sleep six hours a night, um, you know, and it's, it's good quality, you know, which is not waking up, it's sleeping through, you're getting through the cycle, you mm-hmm. wake up feeling refreshed. And that's you. Amazing. But if I see that you're sleeping six hours, but you've got poor recovery from training, you seem to be really struggling with your adherence to nutrition, you're not feeling energized, etc. I'm going to go, look, you might be sleeping six hours a night, but it's either poor quality or you're not getting enough sleep for yourself. Right. OK. And, and that and, and that poor quality that you took, you talk, touched on there Rob, about the nutrition. Could that be then that, look, right, I'll have another biscuit or I'll have a. I'm not sleeping and, uh, oh, God. Yeah. 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 So, so there's there's one cool thing which I was fascinated with when I um, uh, when I found out about it, when I started doing research into sleep and the effects on, on nutrition, on obesity mindset, everything like this. 
And it was that when we, when we basically don't get adequate, when we don't get adequate sleep, the body will make more ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone. So you've got okay. le- uh, ghrelin and leptin, two hunger hormones. Ghrelin basically tells the brain, look, like I'm hungry, like feed me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then leptin tells the brain I'm full. So leave me alone. Now, when we don't get adequate sleep, the body will make more ghrelin and less leptin. Right. Okay. So you've now got a body that's making more of the hunger hormone to tell your brain that you're hungry and it's making less leptin, which tells the brain that you're full. You're literally, you're about, you're literally like a rocket about to take off, right? <laughs> you, 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 you see fuel. We all know what it's like when we're sleep deprived, we go into the kitchen. When we're in this zone, we see a chocolate bar. There ain't no stopping us. It's like, I'm having that. I'm eating that because the brain signals and goes immediate energy and it tastes good. So yes, goes, yeah. give me that. So it's really hard to, you know, to, stop that in that particular situation but getting to know those two or that particular fact and those two hormones is critical you know that that signal of fullness gets blocked to the brain and not only that when you choose poor quality uh, fuel so food going in the chocolate obviously the chemicals that are in it you know it's like you've got these chemical blockers that go to the brain so they also tell you well that chocolate is good eat more so you're now on this loop just going round of just all this growling going, eat more, eat more, eat more, basically, which obviously is the reason why so many people end up gaining weight. Wow. You know, I'm, I've got I've got this thing, like you, what did you call it? Grayling, did you call it? Grayling, yeah. Grayling. Grayling. I've, I've just got this gremlin, a gremlin picture now, Rob, from out. I remember that. That's yeah, what we saw in our webinars. <laughs> yeah, is it? I'll, 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 re- I'll remember that. And I've yep. been there. You know, I've been there. You know, I've, I've woke up in the middle of the night. I tell you what, I have devoured a packet of fig biscuits. Yeah. I've not even tasted them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just shove them down. Yeah, you, you literally, um, you know, I, I won't say uh, binge eat because binge eating to me is a disorder. And I hmm. actually call clients out on things like that. I'm like, look, unless you've been diagnosed, do not diagnose yourself. Like, hmm. because you, you like, you, you're actually dealing with an actual disorder there. Um, but with that, yeah, you, you will, you'll shovel stuff down. You do it without thinking. And, you know, there's all different parts of the brain and whatnot that are reacting to this, but the sleep deprivation goes a long, long way. And this is what people forget. People forget about the hormones and the chemicals that are mm. running through their body. Uh, they just see this, you know, this body that moves, you know, if they don't understand the mind, the, you know, what happens when we sleep, etc. And there's that little sleep deprivation study uh, that mm. you know, was released by New York Obesity Research Center, which was, again, just fascinating. There's two groups of people. You know, there's one group who gets to sleep nine hours in bed and there's another group that get four hours. OK, so they do this study for five nights. After the five nights, uh, basically, both groups are allowed to just basically let loose, like eat whatever you want for a day. And okay. the findings came back with the sleep deprived group ate on average 300 more calories per day than the rested group. Now, right. there was another study done recently. I can't remember the name of who released it, but this one came back and it was 600 plus calories. I don't know how long they were sleep deprived for, but they eat 600 plus calories. This is per day, Steve. Wow. And you wonder why we've got you know, people struggling to maintain weight and you take one look at their sleep habits and it's, it's shocking, they're upside down. Goes a bit further. The sleep deprived group noted down that basically they felt sleepier for the first couple of days. Okay. After the first couple of days, this is the worrying thing, they were unaware of their decrease in cognitive function. So right. they were unaware of what was going on up here mentally. So basically what happened is as they were sleep deprived, their actions, their behaviors, their thoughts, their feelings became normalized. Right. Okay. After a matter of days. Right. And, and that, 
yeah and it's like the optimum health thing isn't it you know you if, if that's become normalized that's where you think you are that's not a great place to be yeah. and just just going back to my fig biscuit story rob right yeah. because yeah, after binging on, well, I'll change that word then. After devouring, overeating, over overeating on the fig biscuits, you then all right. I then I then jumped back into bed, right. My body's then got to do something with that trash that I've just put in. Yeah, yeah, and thinking, well, this is of no nutritionist value at all. What yeah. have you done? So what am I going to do with it? And then I could wake up in the morning feeling absolutely lousy. Yeah, it all knocks on. Yeah, and like you said, that's, you know, right, is that, and I point this out to people, I'm like, okay, so let's give you an example. You go and you eat a full pack of biscuits, right, which could be a thousand plus calories easily. Yeah. You go to a full pack of biscuits, thousand plus calories, because you need energy. How do you feel after eating a full pack of biscuits? Lethargic, tired. Mm. You want to go to sleep, okay? How do you feel after eating a full nutritious meal because you needed energy? Different. Energized, yeah. awake alert yeah. you know if it's all and that's the difference between the two and that's what the brain effectively corrupts you to do when it's sleep deprived it just sees food it sees energy and it goes well let's get that on board but it doesn't quantify what kind of energy this is that's yeah. coming in. it doesn't go is this actually going to help me and energize me or is this energy that i'm going to have to work 10 times harder to break down and utilize um yeah yeah so it just cripples us inside out and yeah. then, the other big thing on this like you say so there's poor quality food but the other big thing from a lot of the people that we work with and so many people have been able to resonate with is caffeine people don't, don't realize the effects of caffeine um you know i always say to people I'm like look caffeine's a stimulant mm. it, it's not energy i need some energy i'm gonna have a cup of coffee oh i'm gonna have a, a you know an energy drink i'm like it's not energy it's mm. a stimulant. Caffeine is a drug. That's what it is. You know, coffee, tea, soft drinks, energy drinks, whatever they are. So the bit that people forget is that if we go on the example of a cup of coffee, on average, a cup of coffee, if it's 250 mils, it contains 95 milligrams of caffeine. Okay. Right? If someone's going to have that caffeine at, say, eight o'clock on a morning, well, it's got half a lifespan of about five hours. So five hours later, you've still got 42 and a half grams of caffeine in your system. Yes. This stimulant that you know makes you more alert. It doesn't make you more awake. It just makes you more alert. Mm -hmm. So that's still in your system. If you then top that up with another coffee, now you're on however many. I'm not going to do the maths. And then again, <laughs> you have another one. And you know we've worked with some people that have 10 to 15 caffeinated drinks a day. And I'm like, you wonder why you're not recovering? You wonder mm. why you've got no energy? Because... The body, it's impossible for the body to get that sleep, you know, the quality that they need if the caffeine is literally through the roof. So we have a nice little rule of thumb, which is maximum two caffeinated drinks per day. And, you know, try not to drink any caffeinated drinks post 2 p.m. That okay. way the body's got a chance to get the caffeine out of the system and start to unwind, ready to basically go to sleep and have a good night's rest. Wow. A quick tale on this, Rob, before we would just talk us up some dancing, mate. I yep. did. I was doing a talk one night to a group in York, and um, it was about similar thing about this, like caffeine and energy drinks and all that. And this girl uh, left the talk at the end, and she was waiting for her friend. I said, "Oh, where's she gone?" She went, "Oh, she's gone to get some uh, some two liter bottles of coke." <laughs> and I went, "What?" we've just been talking about all this for an hour and a bit and oh oh she'll drink that before she goes to bed oh my gosh what 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, unbelievable. So for, when you're working with people there, Rob, how, how, how do you flip it for them? What, what do you suggest to do? Oh, we've talked about, right, reduce the caffeine and things like that. What, what do you suggest to do to get into a new habit? Yeah, so, well, for improving sleep, obviously there's key questions, you know, that we'll ask. It's like, you know, do you wake up feeling tired? So each question will relate to a different aspect of their life. We might need to focus on uh, before they go to bed, you know, immediately. Before they go to bed, we might need to focus on what they've done that day. We might need to focus on the fuel that they're eating because they might be underfed, which is what's make, maybe making them feel a little bit, um, well, just too overactive when they're uh, trying to go to sleep. Uh, there's many different things. They might be waking up in the middle of the night. So there's many different questions that we'll ask. You know, do you wake up feeling tired? Uh, do you wake up with or without an alarm? Do you do this? So what I can say is, first of all, like you've got like the consistency of it. So, you know, are you sleeping roughly each night for the same period of time? You know, nine times out of 10, I'm not talking perfectly every night, you yeah. know, you get eight hours religiously. I'm just talking, you know, roughly the majority of the time, you know, like for myself, do I get eight hours? The answer is yes. Okay. So if I'm consistent with that, like brilliant, that's something that my body will start to recognize. There's so something we haven't touched on this, which is obviously there's a sleep cycle, but there's also the body clock. Mm -hmm. Okay which we've heard many people speak about, and it actually relates a lot to sunlight and stuff. So when you take light away, the body reacts differently. We get that in the winter, right? You know, yes. now we're filming this, uh, filming, recording this in the summer or, you know, springtime. It's quite easy to get out of bed at 6 a.m. because it's daylight. Your body wakes up, stimulus, you see daylight, you want to get up. You wake up in the winter, you see dark. It's like, oh, I'm off back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Regulating your body clock is critical. One thing that we recommend is not only sleeping the same amount of hours roughly per night, but also going to bed and getting up within the same 30 minutes each day. This helps your body recognize when it's time to go to bed mm -hmm. and when it's time to wake up. So the hormones that the body releases, so for example, melatonin, melatonin, when we're going to sleep, it'll say, hey, look, it's time to go to sleep. When we wake up, we might release some serotonin. It's like, okay, let's get alert. It's time to wake up. So the different hormones and the more uh, you regulate your body clock, the easier it is for you. Okay. You've also got things like a bedtime ritual. So, you know, nothing um, hippie or anything, but just <laughs> like, you know, before you go to bed, what do you do? You know, is it the same half an hour? Because this can trigger to your brain, he's getting ready for bed, okay? Yeah. It's around that same time, what's he doing? And it might be, okay, you know, you you prepare your kitchen, you know, so it's nice and easy when you walk down in the morning, your coffee's brewed or whatever, you know, your breakfast is ready to just literally serve up kind of thing. You know, you're ready to rock and roll, everything's mm -hmm. up. You don't have to frantically go searching for it. You make your morning easy. You, you know, go and brush your teeth, you go to the toilet, you wash your face, whatever, and then you get into bed or you read a book before bed, like whatever it is. Yep. You create a bedtime routine that stimulates to the brain. That's one of the, one of the best things that we can say on that. One of the most critical things in the modern day world, blue light. <laughs> yeah, you've you know? yeah, I, I, yeah, I know you've touched on this before. Yeah. Don't yeah. go and don't go and check your emails and your texts. Literally, like you know, emails and texts, you know, it puts stuff into your mind so that your brain's going to bed active, but not only that, the blue light the blue. hits the back of your eye and it makes your brain think it's daytime. So right. the brain stops the release of melatonin. So you're cutting off this, this 
hormone, this natural hormone that helps make human beings drowsy and helps them drift off to sleep naturally. And instead it blocks that chemical, stimulates you to wake up and goes, okay, cool, let's go now. So if anyone, you know, everyone will be able to relate to it. We've all done it. We've been on our phone before bed. We tried to go to sleep. We're tossing, we're turning. We literally, we're just so restless. Yes. So, you know, cutting down on screen time. And I usually say to people like, you know, try like an hour before bed. And then if that's not working, push it a bit further, an hour and a half. And it just helps us slow our mind down. Like that's one of the best things that we can possibly do. Yeah. Um, and then obviously as well, you can look at little things in and around your room, you know, so are you, um, is your room too warm? Um, you know, have you got blackout blinds? If you've got street lights coming in, all these things that we don't think about, have mm. we got a comfortable mattress, et cetera, many different things. And as a bonus thing as well, um, what you... Uh, like drink so when do you stop drinking i say this one when you're saying do you wake up in the middle of the night many times i've had clients say oh god i keep waking up at x amount of time I'm like well why are you waking up oh i need to go to the toilet i'm like okay when do you when do you stop drinking oh stop drinking literally when i go to bed in fact actually i take my glass upstairs to bed and have a swig before i go to bed i'm like yeah okay so i'm like so this is really easy you're disturbing your whole natural sleep cycle for something that you can easily put a stop to. So I say to them, stop drinking an hour before you go to bed. They're like, okay, does that work? Yes. Or if it's no, okay, stop drinking an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And the maximum I've ever had to nudge someone back to is literally two hours before going to bed. And wow. that's, that, that basically, you know, that, that sorts it. But, you know, nine times out of 10, an hour and a half is, is plenty. Obviously there's supplements and stuff people can take. But for me, the majority of people, they just need to change their habits. They just need to change their bedtime routine, establish the consistency, you know, put a little routine in place, ditch the phone. That has to be the number one phone, laptop, mm. whatever it is, uh, you know, and get that little bit of time to themselves, you know, to unwind from their day, shut down and then get a good night's rest. And, and, and ditch tuning into the late night news. Well, <laughs> on <yeah>. the red. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, I, I don't watch the news. I don't know if you do, Steve, but like the, the news, I mean, what a thing to feed your brain with before you go to sleep. Uh, there's probably one positive story, if it's still the same as when I used to watch it, one positive story every month. And apart from that, it's just negativity. Like, yes. might, like going to bed with that running through your mind is chaos. It's the same as going to bed and uh, looking at your work emails before you go to bed. You oh. go to bed with carnage in your head. But the yeah. thing is, People feed themselves. This is a choice for people. Mm. This is a choice. Like, you know, you don't have to do what you're doing. Like, you know, change what you do. Uh, We spoke about this before, you know, when I mentioned obviously about reading, you know, the difference between reading and scrolling social media is massive. First of all, you're not on blue light. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you've got just one thing in front of you. You've chosen the book that you're reading. You've chosen what you're feeding your mind with. Yeah. Okay? go to social media or emails or anything like that. Well, you're not choosing what appears in there. No, no, no. What appears on those things is what's getting fed to you, whether you like it or not. And yeah. that's the thing that, you know, that a lot of people struggle to manage now. So I always say, I say, you know, go to what you choose, what you actually want. Don't choose to go on something that could feed you anything. Especially Wonderful. Wonderful, Rob. I look forward to a good night's sleep tonight after all that. That's there awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and Rob, if people want to find out more about you, how can they do that? 
Yeah, so they can jump on our website, which is rca-fitness.com. Or if they hop on our Instagram, it's at robabis.rca. That's Rob, A-double-B-I-double-S dot R-C-A. And then LinkedIn as well. It's just my name, Robert, A-double-B-I-double-S. And Facebook is at RCA Fitness. That's okay. <laughs> cool, cool. And of course, if you're a regular listener to our radio, you can tune into Rob on the breakfast show when he's sharing some great tips for you every morning. So, uh, Rob, what are you doing for the rest of your day, mate? Have a wonderful day. Yeah, thank you very much. You too, Steve. Thank you. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.com. Co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio podcast. Copyright applies. Yawa Radio. Be happy. Be inspired.